Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Sport 160 EM podcast. We're in episode 151. And joining me as always, first, we have got main man Chris. How are you doing today, man? I am doing all right. Currently, have COVID, but it's not going to stop me from being here with you guys. <laughs> you love to see it. And last but certainly not least, we've got my main man, Danny. How are you today, man? Feeling good, feeling good. Chris, where's your mask on, bro? Come on. You're going to contaminate it's the whole exactly, fucking... Yo, it's actually the whole right here. Right I, I had it on <laughs> earlier. <damn. laughs> had it on earlier. <laughs> feeling good, though. Repping the futsal boys regardless. Um, but yeah, man, feeling great. Love that made stuff. me honestly really sad on, yeah, what was it, Sunday? Sunday, right? Yeah. yeah. I'll yeah. take a loss. It's not a 4-0, you know, but... Yeah, that's actually probably where I got COVID brunch on Sunday, but I was watching the game <laughs> <laughs> on my phone. You're watching You're watching it at a bar or something? Yeah. Oh, sick. On my phone. Like, oh, it was oh, not, oh. It was not on was there. No. Like, maybe, no, like, a no, Barcelona I, bar was, like, streaming. Unfortunately the not. Unfortunately yeah. not. Cool, and I'm your host always, uh, Sam. I think we should get straight into um, the Jill Vicente game. We have some Twitter questions, but they're pretty much, um, pretty much based on that game. So we beat Jill Vicente four-one, which also um, pretty much wrapped up our chances. Um, sorry, wrapped up our Champions League place. So we're officially in the Champions League next season, and I believe we'll be in pot two, as the Champions will always be in pot one. So Cash definitely the check, hard to agree. Baby. 25 mil in the bank. 25 uh, sitting on 25 at mil. Least, at least, at least. Could get up to 32. Yeah, so definitely a little bit of, of extra extra cash. Uh, lineups followed. Uh, Dan in goal, Neto, Inacio, Matias, Reyes, Nuno Santos, Pedro Porro, Pelini, Matias, Nunes, uh, Pedro Gonzalez, Marcos Edwards, and Sarabia. Calls from Sarabia, Pot, Edwards, and an own goal. From the centre back there, Lucas. Uh, Chris, let me start with you. What were your overall thoughts on the game? Uh, this was actually a really interesting game. Obviously, it's mired by uh, VAR, right? So, so, some, instance, some instances for sporting, some instances against. I feel like you basically got every decision, you know, like wrong in real time. Calls things off. The VAR looks at it a goal. He lets it stand. Looks at it. Disallows it. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll break down each each, each instance uh, on their own merits. Uh, but yeah, Sporting were deserved winners. Zubisian did put up a fight, though. They were dangerous from set pieces. They were dangerous off the break. They didn't give up until, you know, they, they kept playing through the game. They they had another goal disallowed late. You, know, I, I, you almost felt bad to them at a certain point. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, the scorelines may be, may be a bit inflated, but at the same time, not really. Um, we just kind of were more efficient than we were. We are in a lot of these games. Um, but, yeah, so respect to Jules Vicente. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I think the uh, the right winner won. And I guess we, we'll break down the uh, individual VAR incidents uh, after. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Nanny, what were your thoughts on the game? I mean, yeah, I mean, same, same with Chris, you know, <clears throat> a lot of, lot of uh, instances to talk about, you know, there was like two offside goals, as mentioned, um, uh, a penalty, was it a penalty, was it not a penalty, uh, Azan, you know, but we'll talk about that later in terms of, I guess, the, uh, the game itself, we, we played well, 
like Juve, like uh, Chris said, Juvisen put up a fight. They scored right on the 70th when they were 4-1 down, right? Um, they were looking good. Um, one thing I have to say, Navarro, if he's coming to Sporting, I'm hoping like for that to happen because uh, um, that goal that he scored, I've seen I've seen Paulinho do that same move a million times, and I've seen him maybe score like one percent of the time. Um, whereas with Navarro, it's been one shot. Like at least for my my seeing right now, it was one shot, one goal, right? Um, so I can definitely. Yeah, the, the, fu- the funny thing is, is he's almost offsides too, but it's someone's arm is playing him on. Yeah, Imagine yeah. that one gets ruled out as well. <laughs> that's a tight. Uh, that would be a tight call. I think honestly, that seems more offside than the first goal that they disallowed, in my opinion. But uh, whatever, it was seventeen centimeters. I can't can't say anything against that, right? Um, but uh, but uh, but yeah, I wouldn't mind. Just a side note, I wouldn't mind Navarro. Even the Asian dude in this team is not that bad. What's his name? Uh, where is he here? Fijimoto. Not bad. Pretty. Believe he was sent off player. in the first game again with us, right? I can't remember. For life to me now. For like a stomp, you know, kind of unlucky. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Him, him. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he played well this game. Um, but yeah, well, well, I guess we'll get into the incidents and all that now. But, uh, but uh, yeah, decent game from us. And, uh, and yeah, bring in Navarro. That's all I'm, that's all I have to say on this. Yeah. I mean, you guys pretty much uh, got it spot on. I thought it was good, good all round performance, really. Um, Juve Center are a good team, and they I think they're pretty much in the Conference League now, which is uh, great for them. Um, but yeah, I thought uh, our front three was actually pretty good, especially Pot, who's uh, you know, had a few off games but came back and had a good one. I think Nuno Santos deservedly man of the match came on and put an absolute shift. Um, but there's not really much to say, even though it was a it was I think this quite... is Pot's best game in like two months. Let's I like. He actually had it for a real good game, not just like oh pot above average for his bad form. Like this is a, he played well, and he could have had another assist if Sarabia didn't miss from like the six. Yeah, Sarabia gave off real Paulinho vibes on that one. <laughs> Can you not see this like right behind? Me? <laughs> <laughs> but like, uh, but no, I agree. I, I do think at, ch- at points we were wasteful. It probably should have been a, a, like probably a bit more like you see the xg there of we will score four goals 3.7 is not too bad but yeah jovesen in this game I, I didn't think worried me too much i'm pretty sure, like i wasn't wasn't too worried like when we actually started started getting onto the game i do agree that navarro is a, is a very good player and i reckon he'd be a good fit the rumor is at the moment that benfica are interested so it's probably his most likely destination i haven't really heard anything on the sporting sport in front of it um but, but yeah, uh, I'll get on to the sort of instance. I could only find, I can't really find the offside ones. Um, they couldn't really find it. So if you guys find it, let me know. But um, I'll share the the sort of the penalty that wasn't a penalty decision that sent Twitter, of course, into a frenzy because it always does. Uh, just get the right tab. Cool. Obviously, can't show videos. Show do a picture. So from, I'll just start off with my point. So Adan clearly gets the ball. And then obviously you can't stop. Like you can't stop. No one's going to stop when they're coming out. Um, and unfortunately, for the lives of the dual percent player, um, it, it looks painful. Don't get me wrong, but like it for me, it definitely wasn't a, a penalty kick. Both players committed for the ball, and one ended up getting up when one didn't. Uh, Danny, what were your thoughts? Penalty or no penalty? <clears throat> I agree. This one's. I I don't understand how people are are raging about our our first penalty. I I get the argument, and we'll get to that. I guess. But this penalty, or, or this supposed penalty, is stupid. 
it, like keeper clearly has the ball here. Um, a few weeks ago, we had uh, we had a few Befica fans on our podcast uh, with Sarabia when he stuck out his foot, saying he was purposely trying to hurt the opponent. Um, by their logic, I'm going to say you know my guy here is purposely trying to hurt the Van here with the leg out, right? Same sort of logic there. Um, so, but uh, I digress. T- to be to be clearly like, there's no way this is there's no way this is a foul uh, a penalty. He clearly has the ball there. Um, the the you can't stop his momentum. He's grabbing it right. Like I, I don't understand where where people are saying this is a penalty personally. But do you think it do you think it matters if Adan ha- has, has or doesn't has full control full of it control? or not? Yeah. He in my opinion he kind of does though. If anything, he's I, hesitant because there's I, a player in front of him. I'm not sold that he does. I'm just wondering if you think it matters. Because I, I at best the ball is like resting. In his like on his hand, and then the contact happens. But I, I don't know if he's fully grabbed it. I, I I tried to put it in like a different perspective. Like think about it like a slide tackle, right? You're coming in pretty fucking hard. You do win the ball, but then you clear out the man. Like are they gonna call it a PK? Sometimes they are. Sometimes they aren't. You know, I, I honestly I could have seen if they called this to be honest, but I, I don't think it is. But I do think Adon does not fully have control of the ball, to be honest, when when the collision um, occurs. And I think he's kind of lucky, to be honest. That's fair. Yeah, I, I see that point, to be fair. Um, but for me, it's just like the, the the way he has the ball, if Navarro doesn't run into him, then like for me, he's still... I guess also you could consider, does it matter that Navarro's arm is probably also what frees the ball? It is against his body, so it's not really in an unnatural position. This freeze frame kind of exaggerates it. He doesn't, like, punch it out like that. He does, like, collide with his body, and his arm is, like, against his body. But it, it does still it's, – it is still his arm. But it's not Kevin as uh, as blatant as that. Kevin, Kevin here does bring up a good point, too. If he punches it out, nobody would be discussing a penalty. That's true, too. Probably not. Also, he's not in the little box, right? He, so he doesn't, yeah. I guess, have as great of protections as, as, as he would, you know? But it, it's tough, to be honest, right? It, it, yeah. I, think it's, I think it's tougher than a lot of people want to give it credit for, to be honest. Because, yeah, yeah like I, I mentioned in the slide tackle incident, like sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. It's, it's pretty inconsistent, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to disagree. Um, it sort of reminds me, I think it was the game against... Uh, was it Ferenc or Familical where the goalkeeper like punched the ball and hit Vidal? Like yeah, it's sort of classic. Yeah, so it's like uh, I mean, if I went Kevin says like if you punch it, no one would be discussing it. Like we saw, I mean, if if a goalkeeper punches it so, to this day, I still don't know if the keeper makes contact on that ball. There was no clear angle. You don't think he makes contact at all. No way. I don't think it's a penalty. I, I mean Adon does get there first, right? And he, he is catching the ball. I guess it's it is slightly different than an outfield player versus another outfield player, you know. Um, his hands are on it. If he has one more second, he will be able to secure it, but he's not really able to secure it. I that that's the way I was leaning earlier. Um, you know, uh, as far as if anything, it's more of maybe a foul on the outfield player than than, than it is on the Don. But uh, a Don, I don't know if he has full control, but at the same time, not sure it matters. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, I'm trying to for the life of me to find these offside 
calls, but for some reason, just not. No, they're right. It is like I, I typically, I typically only get mad if they're under ten. So it was seventeen. It was, it was offside, and then their their second disallowed goal. Um, what you call it? Um, Fujimoto was offside, and then Navarro, I think, put it home again. I think Navarro had three goals, right? But two were disallowed. Yeah. Yeah. That that seems about right. And when I said that um, Navarro has not been linked to Sporting, literally six minutes ago, Abala said that Sporting are now interested. Abala. So, yeah. Sorry, quickly, quickly on Navarro. Something I want to also say. He gives me, um, he gives me vibes that he'll be a great striker, but he also gives me Mario Gonzalez vibes. Because what has happened? He to could that guy? T- any of these guys get five. Exactly. Mario Gonzalez alive. Yeah, I'm just trying to. He's in like Tenerife, Dave, I think. He's like somewhere. Dave's in the chat. He might, he's not in Braga anymore, right? No, he's gone to like ah. Tenerife for like one of them second division teams in Spain, I believe. Oh, yeah, baby. This is the offside goal, the first one. Let me know if you guys see that. But I can, Z- zoom can you zoom in yeah, a bit? That's all right. How about now? Too much? No, nah, it's fine. That's perfect. He's off. He's off. It's close, but he's off. Yeah, it's very, very tight. But like, if you can see it with the naked eye. I mean, you're you're typically good. It's when you start yeah. drawing yeah. lines from angles that aren't. This is also a great angle, right? Looks right down the line. Yeah, it's it's like is his shoulder in front or? Oh, it's yeah, perfect. Just, it's like spot I think on. He's yeah. just, I think he's just leaning a bit more. He's just half step ahead, quarter step ahead. What did they say, like 17 centimeters or something? 17 like that. centimeters, yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. And here's the second one. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's tight, but like, definitely, definitely. No, I I didn't see the angle before, but seeing it now, I would say definitely not. Do you want to see? This is the goal that they counted. Let me just get yeah. the freeze frame before uh sports that, one, uh, take down the that, podcast. One's, that one's that one's close too man like honestly i, I think, feel like this one is more I think offside it's Mateus, than the last i think it's gonzalo inasio's arm that that's playing him yeah. on you see that good? <laughs> zoom in a little bit yeah it's oh is it race's arm too they got two arms on yeah and then palinga in that position I think too is, like, is the one who foot. keeps him on I think it's Pelini. Yeah. Uh, I think he's. I think he's good. I think he's good, but it is arms. Yeah, he, I think he is good too. But that's like that close. I mean, it's eight centimeters. They called it eight centimeters on side. So yeah, I think Pelini is the one at fault there. I think he's the one that keeps them on. I don't think it's the arms of Inacio or Matus Race. Now the last one, or yeah, the third one that counted. Either- uh, that was the one that counted. So they got it right. But they ruled it off in real time. And then yeah. they looked at it and changed it correctly. Uh, Nuno Gabriel on Twitter says, um, thoughts on the first goal are disallowed. Personally, I think that was more onside than the second one, which looked more offside, but somehow was allowed. Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. They both look very tight. But I, I think the second one is definitely on. I think. Disallowing both is tough. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I I think just Polina's foot, just the tiniest bit, keeps him on. Maybe if you've got like a smaller size boot, it would be all right. But um, but yeah, I mean, both very tight and like. I guess what's the the other one? First half, Nuno Santos. 
I mean, that the thing that the thing that pissed me off about that one is the the one of the main freeze frames that was circulating on Twitter is not even the moment of contact. The moment of contact is like half a second after that. But the freeze frame made it look like it was it was way further outside the box than it actually was. This cool. is off too. Yeah, this is the the, the like the seventy fifth minute. Yeah, that is definitely off. That that one's the, yeah. the the most noticeable one. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think those those are the main ones. Obviously, we've gone through a Dan. We've gone through um the offsides. You know, there's always going to be be something with a sporting game. It's never going to be a clean victory, unfortunately. But we'll take it. Um, let me just go back to goal point and. Chris, I'll ask you who your man of the match was for this game. Um, sorry, about uh, that, boys. I think it's for me. I think it's Nuno Santos, but uh, there are some people that get shout outs as well. Paul definitely gets a shout out. Uh, Edwards gets a shout out, and Inasi gets a shout out for holding it down in Kawatsu's absence. Yeah. I would say, for me, Nuno Santos, just because, you know, coming in first, Matthias Rice, I know he was still playing, but, like, because the whole shuffle around, uh, I think he did his job perfectly and was was the best player on the pitch and hopefully continue that. I don't know if he starts next game against Sporting Manance, but, I mean, I wouldn't be against, like, a back three of, like, Inacio, Coates and Race, maybe. And then Nuno Santos on the left and Por on the right. But who knows? Uh, Danny, who was your man of the match? Um, I'll go with... Uh, I, I like... Uh, I'll, I'll do a consensus. I like Nunu Sense this game a lot, too. Um, but, boys, did we talk about his penalty? Supposedly outside or inside the box? Well, I just mentioned mm, that nothing. the screenshot that was circulating, I, I, I was misleading because I don't even think it was the moment of contact. But Yeah, exactly. I do think he's in the box. I personally think he's out the box. I think he's like out he's the not, line. He's going into the box for sure, but I think on the moment of contact, yeah, he's just like it seems like he's slightly off outside the box. Personally, apparently, the, the rule is the defender is in the box though. If he's he, on the line, yeah, apparently if he's on the line, it gets yeah. counted as in the box. So I, there's no way that he's not on the line. Yeah. I feel like. I mean, it's definitely. A, I don't know. I think if it was given either way, like a free kick or a penalty, I wouldn't really like. Yeah. Be against it. Do you know what I mean? Just because it was that tight. It was just like, like there definitely yeah. wasn't like a. I actually on this one leaned not penalty at first, like the day of, but a few days later, I've now changed to I actually do think it was a penalty. Like yeah. that's tough. Hold on. But it's like there's no way. Like it, it, Like imagine if you drew a line. And it was like a laser beam up. Yeah, like, yeah there's no true. way part of Nunu San's body isn't in the box. Like there's right, and that's all it would take. Yeah, yeah. Like his shoulder, his shoulders probably in. Even his knee, part of his knee, right? Like I, yeah. I think he has to be. I think he. So I, I think it's correct. You know, it's tough, right? Again, unlucky. You'll be sent for like the sixth time, but yeah, true. It, yeah, that's Speak, tough. Yeah, that's tough. Speaking of, by the way, shout out to their goalkeeper who saved them like it should have been like seven nil. It was incredible. <laughs> so shout out to him. Um, but that's all we've got for the game. 
Now, we do actually have a lot of news recently, especially in like the last day or two. So much things have come in. Um, let's Dude, start. How about Saint Juice taking a stealth Alcochet tour at some point this season? Yeah, he I'm surprised no one noticed that. Tour. I don't know how no journalist fucking caught him throughout this. Yeah. yeah, what the fuck? <clears throat> so, Recorded, bro. Recorded. Yeah. What the hell? Game. You missed that one. It's an L. <laughs> We've got two conflicting stories, unfortunately. One from a baller, one from record. I'll start off with a baller. Um, that says uh, the negotiations for St. Just have not been great because Sporting is not the only club in the race. Uh, Monaco and Sevilla have made an interest in the player um, and obviously Mainz want to get as much money as possible because he's only got a year on his contract. Uh, Record and Pedro Spaldova have both said that like the fees agreed, now it's just the player agreeing. £10 million, um, is has been agreed. Um, like we said, he's already done his stealth tour. Um, spoken with Emery apparently and, and likes the vision. qualified now for Champions League automatically. He knows that. He knows he's going to be in the group stage. They're saying, I mean, like, done deal. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how much more, like, wage we can offer. I don't know what he's on at, at Mines. I'm, I'm assuming it's probably going to be a wage increase anyway. But um, I guess, Chris, do you believe – I guess we believe record more than a baller at this point. I'm, but... I'm more inclined to think that this is pretty close to a done deal, especially the fact that he took that stealth tour and, like, is bought into the the the, the three four three or whatever you know. He's met with Amorim. He's done the tour. Sporting was trying to negotiate him down, but agreed. Like, cause mine's was like asking for ten, and they were like seven, seven point five, eight. All right, fuck it, ten. So we're just basically agreeing to their valuation. I I think it's actually pretty, pretty much a done deal. Yeah, Danny, what do you think? I I think so too, or at least I remain optimistic of it. Uh, he's very much like uh, Matthias Reis, where he's like like a wide center back that has played fullback. I don't know. I haven't watched him too much, and I haven't watched him at all in Mainz. But back when I had a lot of time in my hand, I would watch the Eredivisie like a few years ago, and he was a right back at Feyenoord. So um, how well he's adapted to center back, I have no idea. I haven't seen him. But... Um, he, he gives me, from what I know, he gives me Matej Reis vibes, you know. He, he's, we might see him feature on, at right back every now and again. Um, but he's also the perfect center back for Amorim. He loves a, a wide center back. He's not left-footed, I don't think, so that's the only odd thing here. But uh, he can play well with the ball and stuff like that. So fastest it's defender a good move. In, in the league. He'll be the fastest defender in the league. Easily. He might be the fastest player in the league, point blank, period. Uh, Apparently he's the rapid, fastest so. in the Bundesliga. There you go. So. Alfonso, Alfonso Davies is faster. Yeah, yeah. Come is on. Come okay. on, Sam. According to I only, only say because I asked a Bayern fan on Twitter today and he said apparently he's the fastest player in the world. So take he's that. the best player in the world? Fastest. Uh, fastest player in the world. Okay. I'll take him, bro. He's, so he's faster than Diaby. Prime Diaby, you're telling me. Yeah. Uh, from, what, <laughs> from what I've, to- I've been told. Um... Speed of defense, let's go to um, Pedro Spaduva and record again. Pedro Porro's done deal. Um, I'll try and find the exact um, amounts. But, That's um, just been a done deal for six months. Yes. <laughs> That's just so, been a done deal for a year. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, I, I, I don't know if record have ever like said it before. Um, but like even Fabrizio Romano tweeted it today. So that's like, that's like, that's like a big one. Um, so yeah, 8 million. just took it from record. 
<laughs> no, him and he takes everything from from Spelldova all the time. Like, uh. but like four hours later. But anyway, um, so yeah, eight million uh, contract until twenty twenty five was already signed last year. Uh, release calls are forty five million. Uh, Man City is a repurchase option around twenty million euros. Um, Sporting will pay for the player in four instalments, and that's from uh, Pedro Spelldova. Um, Danny, what were your overall thoughts? Like, I guess it's a relief, first of all, but what are your overall thoughts on sort of the structure of the deal? It's about damn time. <laughs> I'm 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 just upset I we mean... can't get a, a bit lesser, a bit less of amount for a player that's been so injury prone since he's got here. Uh disappointing to see that we, we couldn't get less than the eight point five. Um, but I mean for us to wait this long, at least we tried, right? Or else we could have just activated. Did he play on the team year. next year? Oh, I think so. Where's he going? Real Madrid. Athletic for forty Madrid. million, I'll take that. Forty-five million for pe- for, po- for total. But oh, I, th- I think I think yeah. he stays. I think his his release clause is forty-five, right? Yeah, I think he stays. You don't think they let him go for thirty? I think I, I think we he definitely. I think by twenty-five we'd let him go, but thirty. I mean, of course, but. Yeah. I, I just don't see him going. I, I, Amuring has, has done a decent enough job to keep most of the, the good players here, right? Like this year, the only sale was Nunu Minj. Uh, like the only big sale, important sale. Nunu they couldn't, they couldn't resist that one, yeah. But that's about it, right? So I think if we get the $40 million from Pelinga plus the Champions League money. But if um, they're keeping Nunes too, it's like, who's the sale then? You can't keep everybody. No, just but that's Pelinga? what that's what I'm. But last year it was just it was just Nuno Mins and it was only a loan. We were only yeah, guaranteeing the money this year. But I, but in the end, it's going to basically guarantee double that Pelinga is going to guarantee. I feel like. And we got Sarabia on the on the way back as well, which helped. Agreed. Yeah, I, I think Pelinga is going to be in the region of twenty, and I think that. Nuno <laughs> but Mins the reports is 40. the reports are forty, right? So no, but, the report, like the that report, Daniel, they're like Daily Mail reports and shit, bro. I don't know, dude. <laughs> So, <laughs> segueing on, uh, so Polina, um, so Con- uh, Conte, there we go, has made him like his number one target. Apparently, is is Joao Polina. That's com- coming from um, record and then some English papers as well. Um, so he Sporting want forty million, right? That's like their sort of like like straight away gone, but they're willing to take like thirty to thirty five, which is probably going to be. 30 or like 25 plus installments or something like that. Unless we get like a player back in return. I see people saying Dyer. Yeah. People are saying like bring back Dyer. I'm like, I don't know. That'd be sick. Probably not. But yeah. Uh okay, Chris, Polina, what's he going for? Like I'm pretty sure we've all we can all say that like, he's gone. Like there's yeah. he's gonna 25 go. plus five, probably, would be my guess. Danny, thoughts? Mm. I think it might I still think it might be more. But um, but you're. I just you're feel like right he's. I it, think he's that. devalued a bit in the last six months. If anything, I agree. But how much does the, how much do Tottenham really watch the the the, the Portuguese league? Uh, I mean, surely they do their homework. But maybe 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 if he does go to Tottenham, it will inflate him more than if he went to Spain, right? So maybe if exactly. he goes to England, we could get maybe we could get thirty plus five instead of twenty five plus five. Um, I'd hope so, so, at least, because it yeah. is an English team, you know. Um, so, I, but yeah, I'm 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 leaning there too. I'm leaning like thirty plus five with you. I'm uh, I I I really hope we get the forty, but yeah, thirty plus five. I'm I'll be content with it, seeing the season that he had. I 
think this is all a ploy to get Wolves to bid. To be honest, like I, I don't really follow Spurs too much, but I know they've got uh, Ben Tukorian, who is a new signing, and they've got like Wolves Hoiberg, is going to sell Ruben Neves, I think. Exactly, um, and then that's true. To bring in Hoiberg might go to Roma. Too. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, oh really? I, I've not seen that. That's, Wolves that's the is always going to be Wolves is never not going to be in the race until the contract is signed and done. You know, that's true. Yeah. So, but I, I think we can all agree he's gone. I'd say I'd be happy with thirty. I'm really happy with 25, but if we do manage to somehow swindle 40, no, it's, just, it's great business, really. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he played la- he played well last game against Jules Vicente. He, he's he done did. He had, okay a, he had a very good game. It was one of his best games in a while. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's a good move for him as well going to Tottenham, going under a yeah. coach like Conte if he stays. And um, I mean, I think it's sort of perfect fit. Um. We've got a few more transfer stories, but before I get onto those, uh, I'm going to bring up one that is from uh, Ebola and has been confirmed, I believe, by record as well, about Ruben Vinagre. Basically, Ruben Amarim is trying to build back up the confidence for him. Uh, ever since the game against Ajax, his confidence was shot, and then that's why Amarim kept bringing him on as a sub. Obviously, we know it's 10 million, 50%. It's a massive price tag and will probably be like one of the most expensive sale, uh, expensive purchases ever made um but before i ask your guys opinion i'm just gonna give a shout out to patrick uh who is obviously a great friend of the show um he said uh lots of people suggesting a pro should never have his confidence flattened by one game uh, but this is a player who had his quality questioned since day one simply due to who his agent is it's taxing and also goes on to list the fee and how it's not really vinagre's fault um and i'm inclined to agree with that one like people are saying like oh he shouldn't be a professional footballer or should be a sporting player but like if you're gonna see like five and like let's i think four of the goals came from anthony's side and vinagre's side anyone's confidence with, i don't care if it's like marcelo or like alfonso davis they're confident I mean, it happens it happens right marco Fultz, ben simmons guys just kind of <laughs> get freaked out and like don't want to play again um that yeah. could be a little bit what happened this season to be honest it's like he really Definitely, didn't feature yeah. at all like remember where's vinagre bro like the dude was just gone bro but my question to you guys is, do we think Vinagre can be converted into a starter, like an actual starter for us? Or do you think his time here, his short time here is, is already over? I'll start with you, Danny. What do you think? I I think so. I, I, I agree with Patrick. I think I only disagree where, unless I didn't see it, um, where people were already on him the moment he arrived, all because of his agent, maybe the price fee. But um, I think a lot, for the most part, Sporting uses were excited to have a left back like Vinag to replace the new minch. Personally, There's, from what I remember. He definitely played worse this season, I mean, obviously, than he obviously. did when he was at Family Come, right? Like, so, like, if he just like the first the- three games he came in, like, I remember he was actually really good. Well, he was, okay. he, was, he, was okay. he was good. He was, he was yeah, good. Like, obviously, no Nuno Mendes. But, like, yeah. he was okay up until that Ajax game. Then, obviously, it all went downhill from there. But, like, during that game as well, you have to remember that Inacho got injured with as guy at centre back, and obviously it's no excuse for how bad Vinagre played. But I mean, load him back if I'm like go next season. <laughs> I, I'd be, I'd be surprised. <laughs> but yeah, Chris, do you think he? Do you think Amarim can can motivate him to, to sort of full uh, confidence, or do you think he's 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 done already? I don't know. Um, I think he's gonna try, and I think he's kind of again because of the tag, right? He's gonna be forced to try, right? It's not just like, yeah. all right, try again. It's like, well, he's like probably one of the more expensive players on the team now, so we don't really 
have the luxury of just being like, oh, well. Especially since another expensive player was just kind of kicked off, too. You can't just kick off everybody, right? So, yeah, he's going to have to try to salvage him. He will try to salvage him. Uh, will it be successful? Uh, I'm not convinced, to be honest. Here's the thing, too, and, and this is not because I love the guy all of a sudden, but it's not like he's better than Rage. We can't say that. So to he's say, not. like, he's going to be a starter for us, if, if, if again, a in my opinion, Rage is better at left back than at center back. How he's does he get ahead choice. of Rage? He's the third choice. Left yeah, he is, right especially, especially now with Nunu Sancho, you're right. Yeah. Like, where does Nunu – if we're trying to force, like, Vinagrin because of the price tag – what are we doing with Nunu Sench then? Are, is he taking over Sadabia's spot? Are we not going to replace Sadabia? You know, Nunu Sench can do a job up top, but like as we've seen last game, as we've seen the last few games, he's adapting well to the left wing back position, especially on teams that we don't have to defend that often against, you know? Um, that's my dilemma with Vinag. It's not necessarily the price tag or the agent he has, um, because that is what it is. I mean, fuck, he came in and we were, he, he came in as a Sporting Academy player too. Us, bro, we love Sporting Academy players coming back. You know, we, we were champion Kamashu for a while. We were dying for Kamashu to come back on. Fucking bro, even he's Gayu, when he's Gayu came back, we we're like, okay, whatever. We'll, we'll take him back. The price tag was whatever, but we take him back. Now we hate him, or, or some of us hate him at least. I don't know. I, I, I just think let's get his confidence back. Sure. If not, it's literally this. Vinagz is our Ben Simmons, and we're going to trade him to fucking to – fucking, I don't know what's the equivalent. We're gonna trade him to Braga, and then he's gonna fucking sit down of uh, a Tasso the Liga semifinal or something. Well, Braga's definitely in play of being able to take him because they're <laughs> you know what I mean affiliated with the brand. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I see it going two ways. Either he never he's it's like a Renan situation where he never plays for us again. I don't know what the finances are on his contract, but George Mendes' agent, I'm pretty sure they've they he's probably got a nice little salary. Yeah. So it's either going to be like he's not going to play for like four years and just like go out on like continuous loans, or he's going to go on loan somewhere and then put in a good, good, good season. Then someone will probably be put, attempted to buy him at like a discount, like two or three million. So I, I don't think he's getting like you said, Matus Race and Nuno Santos. I think I think it's definitely one and two um, in terms of choice. So I, I do I, think I, I think they'll try though. I think they will try yeah. to force him in. I just I don't see him being loaned out next season unless it's in January. Yeah, I, I think I think they'll probably try and find a, a team to loan him straight away as soon as the window opens. Because yeah. like Nazinho is supposed to be coming up as well, so that is That's enough dynamic. Who who would start over those two? I don't know, but it's, it's even the uh, sorry, even the Ghanaian boy. I forget his name. Uh, I know he's more of an attacker, but he's like a left sided attacker. Who knows if Amurin tries to adapt him at left wing back? I doubt it. That's he's ma- he's making time. the team next year, bro. It's a hot Oh, group. easily. Yeah. S- side note. His swag? Oh, <laughs> That boy does not know how to dress. I mean, Paulinho liked it if you saw the, the backstage sporting. He, he was, Paulinho he was would like it. What does that bum know about anything? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just you. kidding. Paulinho, we love you. Uh... Let me go to the second to last bit. Uh, Inacio again being linked to Newcastle. Um, Eddie Howe is apparently one of his, one of the, he's one of Eddie Howe's top priorities. Uh, 20 years old. That was from a baller record. I've not stated anything on it. Um, Newcastle have actually sent scouts to watch Inacio. Oh, we assume it's Inacio. 
Yeah, so there's, there's definitely substance to the rumor there, at least. Um, however, he did just sign a new contract literally less than like two months ago. So, and don't mean without, shit. High release clause as well, which is good. Yeah, it, it doesn't, to be fair. But do you think Inacio's staying for another season or directly he's going in the summer, Chris? I think two, two have to get sold. So, if Palinga's one and it's not Matthias Nunes anymore, then maybe it's Inacio. Maybe it's Poro. Somebody, right? I think it's somebody. I don't think one is enough. So I, I'm not saying it's a certainty or anything, but uh, uh, let's put the odds at 25% right as of uh, as of right now. Feels safe and fair. Newcastle yeah. definitely sniffing around. We know that they're flush with cash, even more so than just a normal English team is. So I'm sure they won't give a fuck about just dropping 35 and we're probably not going to be able to say no to that. Yeah. And and also the main issue with Newcastle, which everyone's saying is their defense. So apparently they've that the rumor is they're just going to rebuild the whole defense this summer. And to be fair, so, right? If their scouting department's identified in Asu, and there's not that many other teams sniffing around him, really, that probably should be right. Like they've made a good find, right? They found a great young center back who has still a lot of room to grow. He scores goals too. Underrated part of his game. Uh, yeah. They've done a they've done a good job, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Danny, what are your thoughts? I agree. I even think we're more likely when when we talk about who we're gonna sell between Poru, Mateus Nunes, and Inacio, I think we're more likely to sell Inacio than the other two. Because we're getting we need rid to of Pinigas. center backs then. We need to send a sign St. Juice and someone else then. Because we're already but short center backs. Fidal is for sure leaving, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean I, and you think you, maybe? you put maybe. it past Ruben Amorim to either one bring up maybe Marsa? Yeah, I think one maybe there's another up, center yeah. back. There may be another center back he might bring Landa, up. Chikolanda, maybe. There you go. If we he can also even fucking I don't put it past fucking Ruben Amorim to buy like a million dollar. Uh, what's that boy's name from Bissad? He might have left already though. Tiago Ribeiro. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's he gone to left, right? Switzerland. He's gone to. Grasshoppers. Grasshopper. Joe is George Men's affiliate, Switzerland. <laughs> but there's another. There's for sure another young center back out in the Portuguese league that that uh, Amuring might even purchase too. The Braga um, guy. What's his name? Carmo. Carmo. That's another one yeah, that yeah. I think we might be we might be able to get uh, this summer from Braga as well. Um, apparently, we have a big budget, right, to spend. So who knows? I I hope not. Yeah. And again, I I go back to my I go back I go back to my. Uh, my thing where I think all we we're going to do is sell Padilla because we're also getting the new men's money and Ruben Amorim's made it quite clear and he's done a decent enough job to keep the skeleton of the squad at least. So I think we might stick him out for one more year. But um, between, like I said, between the other ones that are rumored out, I think Inacio is the most likely because like like Chris said, if, if Newcastle come in for 35, 40 million, I'm, I, pers- I'm not even saying no, let alone our, our, our administration, right? That doesn't know how to 30, fucking right? negotiate. <laughs> Fair. Let me just quickly, since we're on this topic, bring it into uh, Paulo Costa's comment here. He says, uh, um, is it just me or does he not actually play better in the middle than on the sides? Seems lately as a right slash left center back, he tends to pass a lot to Kowatch or to Adan than going forward with the ball. What do you guys think? Go ahead, Sam. I mean... Unpopular opinion. I think Inacio has been pretty poor this season, to be honest. Like compared to last season, especially. I, was gonna say, I feel like he makes more made more mistakes on the left than the center. I mean, he played a lot said, on the right. Yeah, on the right. Yeah, 
I've said it before where, like, obviously people blame Paulinho for our losses. And, like, okay, some of them, like, Paulinho's definitely missed chances that they can get us goals. But that Braga game was 100%, in my opinion, on Coates and Inacio. They were so bad. I'm pretty sure, I think either, I think they scored two or was it was it 2-1? Two, one? One two, one, yeah. like the last goal, it was Probably. them two messing up at the back. I, yeah. I can't remember if it was 2-1 or 1. I can't remember but, if it was 2 and I think, one, I think yeah. I remember the goal was was them two messing up at the back. And, mm-hmm. like, I mean, obviously, Nacio's 20. He's going to still make mistakes. Of course he is. Um, but, like, someone, like, I don't know. I I think, I, I do agree with what Paolo's saying. But, like, Coates is always known to be that guy who, when he gets the ball, starts sprinting up the pitch and goes on these crazy runs. It's not really ever been sort of in, in a Nacio or, like, Luis Neto or Fidal. Coates sort of has that, like, roll on lock, really. But yeah, that's my opinion. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, I think he's definitely been shakier at times. But overall, overall, I still think that, that it's been solid. And to be fair, Kawats has been poor overall this season if we're comparing it to last season, right? It's undeniable, mm-hmm. both in terms of offensively, but I think defensively as well. Um, so yeah, there's that. Fidal. <laughs> undeniably worse than he was last season. Adon, undeniably worse than he was last season. But it doesn't mean that they were bad, per se, but it just means that they're worse than last season, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but it feels like Fadal has like, played like five games. I literally... Was cooked, bro. He was cooked yeah. this season, dude. He didn't do shit. I literally can't remember like a time... He was a fucking was, like, regular last season. He was a regular, a stalwart of that back line. The back line never changed last year, bro. It was fucking yeah. Dal and Akio Kowats every game. And this season, that has not been the case. <laughs> yeah. Um, that comment in the YouTube, YouTube comments made me laugh. Because it is pretty much true. I guarantee we're probably going to get one or two players from Braga. If it's Dude, Ricardo Arte, bro. The fucking Benfica's getting him or someone's yeah. getting him. Yeah, Benfica's, Benfica's already on it, I reckon. They're probably all agreed. Yeah, they're it. getting raided, bro. <laughs> They're getting uh, rated. Even um, Alzmurati is going to Befica, I think, too. I think Befica's. This is Befica's summer to raid Braga. Oh, Befica's summer to raid Braga. Good for them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is actually two more uh, instead of one more. So uh, Daniel Braganza, let me just start off by saying, has been recently linked to Ajax um, or as a low move or permanent. Record of rubbish. The report saying is is not true, and like he he wants to stay. Um, but since the arrival of Ruben Amorim, who it should be noted that he was the one who actually called him up to the first team from Estoril, uh, had a really good loan season out there. And I think was might have been player of the division. Um, young player ev- of the division, I think. Yeah, yeah, young yeah. player of the division. So uh, since being called up, he's been used as a substitute on forty three occasions. Only played sixteen games as a starter. Of ten of them were only in the league. Um, Ruben Amarim apparently does have a plan prepared for Braganza with a contract until 2025. It's set to give him a prominent role. Obviously, Matheus Nunes looking to leave Palinia, apparently. Uh, Morita pretty much confirmed in as well, so he might be seeing uh, a midfield two of Morita and Braganza. Uh, Chris, what are your overall thoughts on Braganza? And do you think he should have a more prominent role next season? And do you think he will? He, I don't think he will. I think he's going to have the exact same role. If he stays, he has the same role that he's had the last two seasons, which is just like engine off the bench sometimes, 
maybe a defensive sub sometimes, maybe an offensive sub sometimes. Doesn't really have a clear role. Sometimes it's a time-wasting sub. Uh, it just randomly plays up top for like two minutes. <laughs> I, I feel like if he was going to break into the team, he definitely could have this season because Mateus Nunes was down. Ugarte broke into the team when Felinga was down. I feel like if he was what he, he was up to the level, was doing what Ebonim was asking, etc. Like he would have, he would have played more minutes. To be honest, right? I, so I'm not convinced that he's going to have a more prominent role next season. To be honest. Yeah, uh, I I sort of agree with you to a point. I think the training team's got. I th- I think Amarim was always going to choose Matthias Nunes. It's like his like favorite midfielder. Especially Matthias, and now he fights for him to stay. It's like. Nah, yeah, dude, he's, that, the starting lineup is the same as it is this year. It's Nunes and Ugarth, right? And you're still sitting there. Yeah, and I personally thought when John Mario left to go to Benfica that Braganza would definitely play more of a role. And then we brought in Ugarte, and I still thought, okay, Braganza's definitely going to get like some more opportunities. But I haven't really seen it, to be honest. Like He's come off the bench, like you said, a few times. I remember he got sent off when he came off the bench once. So it's like... Maybe he's not taking much of the opportunities. I'm not going to lie to you. I've not really been impressed this season when he's come off the bench. Yeah. Last season, I thought it was incredible. And definitely, were like when we needed a goal, he's a very creative player and very technical, technically gifted and definitely someone to bring on. But when he started, I just I don't know what it is. I just don't think he, he either fits the tactics that Amarim has or maybe just not comfortable <laughs> play with Ugarte or Polina, whoever he played There with. was one game this season where he made a really good impact off the bench, but like... He got man of the match right. this one of these games as well when he, yeah. when he did start. And then the next game was back to the bench, which was probably not the confidence. But He played uh, decent against Ajax in the second leg when it didn't matter anymore and we still got wrecked. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but, I mean, the high points have been few and far between. But yeah, Danny, what are your thoughts? And do you think he should probably look? It, let's say you're Daniel Braganza. What are your yeah. what are your plans going to be for next season? I don't know. It's tough. It's tough to say because it all depends on Matej Nunes leaving, like we were saying, right? Matej Nunes leaves. I think we he, he has a spot to start. Even with Palinga leaving, maybe we'll rotate those three a lot more. But if I'm Daniel Braganza and Ajax is calling. I'm taking Ajax, personally. Um, I'm Daniel Benagansa. I signed for Vancouver Whitecaps as a designated player. And form a Toronto FC, Toronto FC. Play with Insigne. Tandem with Ryan Gold. <laughs> that would be nasty in the MLS. Can you imagine that? <laughs> um, I triple my salary and I just cash out at age 24. 23, 24? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. James might have a point here saying to put on some muscle. Maybe, but... I think that's really the only reason why Matos Nunes always starts ahead. Well, not the only reason, but one of the main reasons he starts ahead of him is the height and that muscle uh, in the midfield. But um, I think, honestly, I, I do believe the rumors where we're saying, like, this is going to be the year, right? Because we said that last year. Um, and I really feel like Amuding, like, means it. You know, he's given – but I guess another underrated thing, but I guess has been captain a few times whenever he has started, right? Um so he's very much valued for the squad. So I don't think he's leaving next season at least. But whether he's going to have like a change in starting time and in minutes, I don't know. 
uh, on that on that uh, stat there, it didn't say how many minutes he's played, right? It just says how many times he's come on. No, just the times come on. Because he's come on a lot at like the 88th minute. Yeah, he yeah. gets like three minutes coming like, on, and then yeah. Like, so so, yeah. you know, okay, he's been subbed on 40 times, but like that's something Amarim. He really doesn't minutes. like making subs, does he? <laughs> like he likes rolling with that same eleven yeah. until like until the lady literally can't walk anymore, and then he's like, okay. What percent of what percent of minutes do you think he's played in the league? Like 12? 20 percent. Yeah. Not even. Yeah, twenty-two percent of minutes. Yeah, twenty-three appearances. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the that's wow. The transfer market say how many minutes he's played. Is that what you're on? Yeah, it 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 does. Yeah. How many? Uh six hundred seventeen in the league. That's actually more than I thought it would be, to be honest. Eleven hundred over all comps. To be wow. like Slomani got more has played more minutes than that though. Like he came, <laughs> he came, played more minutes, and then got kicked off the team. It's Sporting he's played more minutes. Are you talking about in general? Uh no, just for Sporting. Slomani has oh the brilliance of this season. Oh my god, just to put it in <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Speaking of, thank you for that amazing segue. Um we need like a, a graphic which is like Slimani watch because the last four podcasts have just been dominated by him. So, yeah. two fifty reports again. Slimani Gate, that's a good one. Uh, I'll start off with Abola. No, I'll start off with Record actually, who say Slimani is he wants to honor his contract with Sporting and will stay. Uh, he's got a year left. He's going to stay in and hopefully prove himself to Amarim. Now, Abola has said uh, the complete opposite, saying that he'll turn, terminate his contract this month. Um, his future can go to Qatar, Saudi Arabia, who could afford his um, his salary. And usually we would say Abolo is, is unreliable and record is number one. However, the first person to the first uh, newspaper to like say that Slim Money was coming out as Abola, they said like all the financials were spot on were Abola. About Slim Money, that like they're pretty much very reliable. I don't know if the, his agent has like some sort of connections or something like that, but like that me personally, a- I'm inclined to believe Abola on this one. Um I, I feel like there's no way he's just gonna stay a year. Like, I mean, I know everyone says, like, he's money hungry. Ricard reported today that he wants to stay. Yeah, they, they said that he wants to stay and, and like, stay, like, the, the last year. And I know he's – I think he's the best paid player on the team. But, like, I think he wants to play. And I think he could definitely probably get more money in, like, Qatar or Saudi Arabia as well. But, uh, Danny, let me start off with you. Slimani Watch, Slimani Gate. Who do you believe um, and what are your overall thoughts? I believe. Um, sorry, who's the one saying he's leaving? Abola. You got me confused for a second. Oh, my person. Yeah, I believe. Uh, crazy enough, I believe Abola. Um, and personally, you know what team I'm on? I'm team on Slimani. team bring back Tiago Tumash. That's what Ooh. team I'm on. We oh. never should have got rid of Tiago Tumash. I love Slimani. I love Slimani. But if we're gonna treat my legend like this. We should have never treated a young king the way we did. Bring back Tiak Tumaj. That would be, the best, that would be the best way to reconcile all of this. And uh, Slimani, ship him off to Saudi Arabia. Ship him off to fucking Qatar. Um, I love you, bro. You've done more in the last fucking five games than 
Then another striker that I don't uh, want to mention that's uh, right there, uh, exactly. Uh, yo, he's been player- playing with an ankle injury. He's been playing through pain, bro. So, yo, why. so Lau, Lau Pot, Pot's been playing with a foot injury all season. When Slimani was in Turkey, zero goals against Besiktas. Paulinho in Sporting, I think it's three goals versus Besiktas. That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> So what I'm you know saying. what? My bad. Falling forever, baby. But hey, that's why I'm trying to get rid of Slimani and just have Falling start. Yeah. But in in, on, in all honesty, I think it's uh, I think it's uh, a shame what's going on again because he got Player of the Month and we're about to ship him off in May. Sorry, Player of the of the the Forward of the Month in March, and we're shipping him off. And in February, May. he got consecutive Player of the there Month. There you go. Later, Slimani. Thanks for the services, buddy. That's ridiculous. Um, but yeah, there's. I don't see this being fixed. The fact that it's been two games and he's still not on the bench is is a trouble. It's a, a sign that he's gone. He was, yeah. yo, his, his Instagram story though. He was at he was at Alcochet. There was reports that he was in he was in Paris taking care of his future. Which so, one of you two tweeted out cleaning out the locker? That was me. <laughs> but then I realized he could just be doing a workout there. You know, he, he has the right to use the facilities. As long as he has his contract, I think. I'm guessing that's part, I'm guessing that's part of his contract, right? The right. Get the fine print, bro. Yeah, because I think Renan and shit works out there, right? They just don't work out with the team, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts, and and who do you believe? I feel like he's got to be done, bro. How is he going to come back from no this, way. dude? He's There's been no gone way. for weeks, dude. How is he going to come back? I feel like the longer it goes, the worse it gets. So it's like, it's like, oh, we'll just scrap this season. He'll come back next season. Like that seems even less likely than him coming back this season. You know, if he doesn't yeah. come back this season, he's not coming back next season. So, yeah, I guess I'm on team Abala somehow. And, and sorry, side note that I just remembered. Um, fucking when when Emuring dropped Mathieu, because this is like the closest thing that we have, like the closest case study. If I'm not mistaken, Mathieu started the next game. He wasn't out for a few like weeks or anything like that. He started the next game, yeah, unless so, I'm wrong. He or he's or, on the bench. Oh, oh remember Whereas the rumor Slimani that he, he fucking tried to fight Kawats or something? <laughs> Sorry, there was like this rumor that he like, tried to fight Kawats. Yeah, apparently oh, Slimani yeah, and, and and yeah. and Kawats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that um, I'm gonna say that wasn't true. Yeah. yeah, I don't think it would be anyway. I think Kawatis is way too relaxed to get in the fight with with, with anyone. Even like on the football pitch, he's not really like an aggressive guy, is he? But um, like I mean, it could be like another Renan scenario where he just stays on the payroll and like doesn't want to leave just to spite Sporting. I suppose. Um, I think a better like comparison, Danny, is is Ristovsky because yeah, I was gonna say he like he, he I think Amrim dragged him off just before half time, like the thirty fifth minute or fortieth minute, something like that, and then he never played again. Um, and we got and everyone, out in January right away. Yeah. And everyone so loves Yeah. He also yeah. gave him the armband in preseason. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> and then he was straight up gone the next game. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I don't want to have Thomas back for another, at least another year. Like, I mean, I, I think he's doing really well in, in Germany. And that's like not condescending. Yeah, we got to check that. What's the table looking like? What's the Stuttgart? Are I think they're getting, getting relegated still. Are they getting relegated still? Standings. I'm not yeah, I think they're still down. Oh, there. they're in the playoff. Oh no, there's a four points from safety. They're they're going to be in the playoff most likely. But they 
They can still Fair get relegated straight up. They're two yeah. points from getting relegated straight up. Who's in last or in second last? Uh, Armenia Bielefeld. And who's in last? Who Benfica's trying to buy their keeper. And if they get yes. relegated, they're definitely going to buy him. <laughs> but yeah, like, like he, he's doing well. And I think he, like, that's a great move for him. Um, but like, we've got, so let's say he does come back in the summer. We've also got Spora coming back in the summer because I don't think <laughs> Middlesbrough are going to activate. Nope. His... He's definitely coming back, dude. So yeah. is Spora going to play again? Or is he I wouldn't mind that. Back out? No, man. He, the... was, he was awful when he was. Bring back that Middlesbrough legend. Dude, I'm ready to There's bring There's a reason back, he was bro. he was loaned I'm out, man. Oh, that's what I'm, I'm ready saying. to bring him back, dude. Me too. He's going to pop off. We need two you Middlesbrough know. legends back. One is Corrad, <laughs> and yeah, another one I've seen got. Fucking... Our team is a bunch of donkeys, low key. I don't even know <laughs> how they, they are as good as they are, you know? <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. We need two Middlesbrough legends back. One is Sporad, 100%. The second one, I seen him get love on the timeline today. Sam, I don't know if it was you that liked it or somebody it else. Maybe me, it was yeah. the middle of Bolasi. Bring back Bolasi. Bring back Bolasi. <laughs> he made Bruno look world class. He did. Um, but like, okay, Sporad, I think he's okay, right? There's a reason we bought him. But he was awful at Braga when he played. I mean, he won like all the, the titles last season, actually, because he won Tasta Liga, league title. I don't think he won the Super Cup. I can't remember who won that one. Um, but he pretty much won everything. But then he went to Middlesbrough and like oh, they've yeah, got a song yeah. for him. And he had like a really hot start. I think it was like. Velasquez's team's in the relegation zone in Turkey. Yeah. <laughs> could be getting terminated. It could be getting still terminated. Yeah, he's got two years left on his contract as well. So and I, th- I think he's probably paid quite a lot as well. Well, I don't know. Like, I think keep Thiago Tomas at Stuttgart. Find something else for um, Spora as well. Slimani's gone. And then just bring in someone. I don't think it's going to be Navarra, but like someone has got to come in. We can't do this one striker unless unless he's that confident in Rodrigo Ribeiro like getting minutes. But I'm not. He like he's like Brigazzi gets like two minutes and that's it. And like even like I don't know, but. Do you, what do you guys think? Do we need another one, or like is Rodrigo ready? What, what do you think, Chris? We definitely sorry, sorry. We definitely need another one. And I'm joking about Sporad, but uh, but honestly, if we don't get anybody else in before Sporad, I mean, we might as well keep him. He, he's he's similar to a to a Paulinho for me. But uh, I don't know what we're gonna do with him because no one's gonna buy him for what we want. So we're gonna have to loan him again. England was actually a great place to loan him because they could actually cover most of the salary, which is exorbitant. Um, what the fuck are we going to do with him? I don't know, really, to be honest. <laughs> Another I'm, championship loan to a different squad? I, I could I could actually see it. And, like, maybe he goes to Middlesbrough <laughs> again on loan. And, like, maybe – but I don't – I think he, when nah, Neil Warnock I think they're was keeping there, their manager. I think they're keeping the same manager. Who, they got yeah. a new manager mid-season and they're keeping him. So I think he kind of he's the one who, who dropped Sporar. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He just didn't play him at all. But like, yeah. So I, I, I think we can all like say Simone's gone, and I think we're all on a baller side. But like, I'm not flat out oh. denying record like source because they they usually do get it like 99% spot on usually. Well, actually, I mean, in theory, both things could be true, right? That he wants to stay, but he can't because he's not allowed to because they don't want him to or the coach doesn't want him. Yeah. Right? In theory, right? 
Uh, yeah, that's true. But just just to another point, and this point I made before he signed, like, can we stop going for like nostalgic players, please? Like, they'd never work out. Like, obviously, John Mario came in and won the league. They went to Benfica. Montero he wasn't good though at any point. Yeah, he was average. He was very <laughs> average. Yeah, and like Montero, I thought was awful in his second spell. The only one that was good, like the nostalgic player, is Nanny, but he still pretty much came and he was still in his prime, especially the first yeah. time he came. But like, yeah. people, what other nostalgic uh, signings could we even make right now? People wanted Nanny in from Orlando. I remember they were saying, Well, like, Venezia is about to get relegated, so he's and Nanny doesn't play again. for them, man. He doesn't play for so them, he's on the bench. Him. We should sign him. <laughs> what? Other nostalgic signings, like I, I've seen Dominguez Duarte here and there, but like he didn't really play. But like people still love Montero. I know he won. Yeah, is Granada uh, gonna get relegated? Yeah, let's sign Duarte and Max. <laughs> I'll take both. But but like you can understand where it's like okay, they're gonna drop some, but they're only one point from safety. Yeah, like you can understand like Bruno Fernandez and like Ronaldo. These players who are like actually very good and like Ronaldo, would fit into a yeah. team. Like, like I said at the time, Slimani was like was washed at that time when we bought him, and like I know he scored, he scored in like every other game he played, but he, his his signing is going to go down as the worst, one of the worst in in the Verandas era, just because of how much he's worth, and just because how badly we needed a backup striker. It actually would I, look a lot worse if he didn't even score like the four goals that he yes, scored. I agree. It would I somehow also, even be worse, right? <laughs> I also think you're underrating how bad of. Verandas has made some signings, bro. But uh, yeah, sorry. In, in like the Amorim era, obviously Vinagre is yeah, gonna be up there. Yeah, and he's gonna be number worst one. Worst in like a year, but he's it's definitely like, had some. Bad yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Kamashu was that Amorim? No. No, that was that was Kaiser. 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 Sorry, okay. Never mind. But, but yeah, like I don't know. Can we just stop signing nostalgia players, please? Like I, I really can't think of anyone else who would come in. Like, I mean. I don't want Montero back ever. I didn't no. like him when he was last here. Like, Dos, no. <laughs> don't pass Dos back, no. please. Like, but There's I could just. Why? Literally if we brought Bass Dos back, it's like, how many lampposts do we need? We have... <laughs> he, I don't even know if he's doing well in Belgium. I assume he is. I assume he's, he's doing done well okay. Him. I know Tejan Buchanan's gotten a few goals, or gotten a few assists to him. Yeah, I think he scored a couple. He's not. I don't right. know if I don't know what place Bruges is in in the Belgian league. I don't know either. We're looking up all the league tables right now. I love it. Yeah. Ricky would actually be a great this year. Ricky van Volswinkel? Is he playing? Yeah, yeah he's he, back. He, oh, in Basel, right? Is he still in Basel? No, he's yeah, in Br in Holland. I think isn't he? In Bruges Italy? didn't even make the fucking. Oh, no, they did make the playoff. I was going to say, how did they not even make the playoff, dude? I, f I follow Van Wolfsmink on They're Twitter. Second. On Instagram, even. Danny Mata's a decent shout, but um, he's been linked Promotion to Promotion hunt. Good. Promotion hunt for yeah. Danny Mata. To me, he it's plays for, Danny... for FC Twente, by the way, Ricky Van Wolfsmink. I thought it was, um, what's that team? It's, it starts with a G and it's green. Robin was playing on it. I thought he was there for some reason. Anyway, it's not important. Um, yeah, to me, for a first striker, it's either Danny Moth is a good shout, it's tough to do for goal scorers. That's not bad. Is actually. he in the is, is he actually in the Eredivisie? That's not bad. Yeah, he is. That's not he bad. Scored, he scored against PSV, I think. 
Boys, I think we need to start this narrative on the page then. He's 33. No, stop it now. Don't sleep on you. Yo, 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 he's exactly. 33. He's 33, but he had a, a brain aneurysm and he sat for like a year. So at like That's age true. 31, 32, right? When his career is starting to, you know, you get your achier joints. You, he took a complete year off. Refreshed his body completely. So he's 33, mm. but he's like a Ronaldo's 37, right? But we all know he's like 32. Ricky's 33, but he's 31. Come on, right? Man. Boys, I think it's time to start this narrative. I don't know about you. Yeah. I want Van Wolfswinkel back. Slimani out. Van Wolfswinkel in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down, bro. Yo, and you know who we got to get to scoop up um, Slimani to take the loan year for the one year of his contract? So you don't have to rescind, and they'll take the salary. Is we got to get Kaiser. He scooped Diaby from us. So. Do us another solid and take Slimani off the books. And you guys get, you know, pretty good striker for the Qatari Stars League. You know, Slimani. Yo, I think what well, we should get is Steph up top. Steph, what's up? Striker for us or what, bro? <laughs> I couldn't make it last week, so I made it today. Beautiful, Whatever. Bro. What's up, guys? We're just talking about Slimani. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on, on Slimani at the moment, Steph? It's it. I love the guy. So to me, it's really upsetting. But I get that the point of view from Kulman and Mudding. Do you think he's gone or do you think he's coming back? If I'm Slimani, I'm gone. But if I want to act like Rene uh, Ribeiro, uh, I'm staying. <laughs> <laughs> so I think, I think he, he might go to. Uh, like a ball said, Saudi Arabia or Qatar, and make even more money. But I mean, he's going downhill. So typically, players either go to those leagues or MLS to make a bunch of money. Um, so, but it's upsetting the whole deal because uh, he's one of my favorite players. But Ruben Emery has to protect the locker room. That's what's more important. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, pretty much all, all in agreement here. Um, let me just get your opinions on some other things that we've just spoken about quickly. Um, Steph, on Braganza, do you think he should stay another year or do you think he should try and find his football elsewhere? It's it's a personal option of, of his. So, Kuban um, has said several times he talks to the players and uh, he's in the, he has an open-door policy. So, if... if uh, if uh, Ruben Emery is telling him, hey, next year I'm going to give you the starting spot, then I would stay. If if he's not going to give it to him, if I'm Bergenza, I would move on. I would go to another club that would guarantee me. Nothing is guaranteed, of course, but the possibility of play more minutes. Yeah, cool. Uh, next one, uh, Pedro Porro apparently being confirmed, 8 million with a 45 million release clause, but Man City have an option to buy 20 million. Uh, what are your overall thoughts? I assume it's just more right. relief, to be fair. Well, it's, it's a good signing by Sporting. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect any less. Uh, if we didn't sign him, it would be a huge mistake. Even if uh, Manchester City buys him back for twenty million, we're making money, so it's a win-win. I would prefer keeping him, of course. So he signed for three years, I believe, until two thousand twenty-five. That's what we yeah. have in the newspapers. So it's a good sign in, uh, and um, 
even if Manchester City buys him back, it's still a good deal. So um, I'm very content with that. I mean, next year we are getting the Champions League. From what I understand, we'll be making from the get-go 32 million, uh, close close to 40 million. So with that money, we can get some quality players. Yeah, totally in agreement here. Uh, last but not least, um, so Amarim's been trying to motivate Ruben Venagre, trying to get him back on track. Ever since Ajax, we all know that his confidence wasn't there. And like he's definitely been like a, a worse player since then. Uh, what are your overall thoughts on Vinagre? And do you think he he's going to become like a, a starter, or at least like off the bench? Or do you think he's going to get loaned or sold? Or what, what are your thoughts? It's hard to tell because he he hasn't um, started a game for the longest time. He he comes he comes in when the games are almost resolved, so he get, he he's got the little cushion of uh certainty when he comes to the pitch that he's not gonna <laughs> mess it up let's put it that way so i would like to see him on a stressful situation from the get-go and not coming in when it's three nil and uh game is resolved so so far i haven't seen much from him i think it was a waste of money to tell the truth um number on this one i think he's wrong i'm gonna go out of a limb on the limb um, I don't think he's a sporting player at all. Yeah, especially Fair. not for ten million. <laughs> oh, I know it's a waste of money. Totally. I mean, to play at Sporting, uh, Benfica, Porto, the top three teams of the Portuguese league, you need to be full of confidence. And if it takes you this long, the Ajax game was how long ago? Flawless. Almost a year ago. Yeah, and it takes you this long. It was in September. That's, yeah, begin your confidence. Eh, maybe you shouldn't be wearing the sporting. Bro, jersey. he's our Ben Simmons. That he's Ben. That's all. <laughs> the one was the fucking 2021 Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much, I agree with you, Chris. Yeah, I mean, you won't find any disagreements uh, from here. Uh, let me open up the the questions now to um, the rest of the panel. I will start by sharing uh, the current league table. So, we are currently six points behind. I'll zoom in a bit more. Uh, Benfica play Porto on Saturday, and we play Porto on Ents. And the gap could go to, to three points. Or So, Porto only need one point out of two games to be officially champions. Um, their next game is against Benfica and Estoril. We've got Porto on Ents and Santa Clara. We need to win all of those. We've got the tiebreaker. So if it if it is level on points, we win a league. Danny, I asked you this last time. <laughs> no, do you believe? <laughs> listen, listen. Let me start with Steph. Actually, Steph, I'm still champion here. No, what? Do you, what is everybody? Listen, guys, it's over. It's been over for weeks. Yeah, yeah. Porto can if, lose to Benfica. That's fine. They're not going to lose. If it was, if this was the. Uh... A more reliable league, like the Premier League, I would say we would have maybe a thirty percent chance. But it's a Portuguese league, which is very corrupted, and and they can manipulate the, the amount of PKs that would be given if they somehow lost this game oh. in the next game. Yeah, I don't think I think we think it'll do to to win and start to lose, but uh, I don't I don't think. I don't think we'll, we'll they lose against Turil at home. That's impossible. Exactly. 
Right. Hear me out. Okay. <laughs> gonna gonna be a, a, like a complex answer. <laughs> but right. So Befica aren't gonna let Porto win at their stadium, especially the league title. If it's a normal game, whatever, that's fine. But that's they've already allowed it to happen before, though, in the last like ten years. Exactly. So they don't want it to happen again. <laughs> so so they're gonna be good. Right, and then let's, if Benfica do beat Porto, Porto conceded two to Vizela. They lost their first game against Braga, um, and they're, they're conceding goals left, right, and center. Estoril got robbed last time against Porto. Revenge game, and that is where Estoril will do us a nice favor. Yeah, but even against win. Vizela, they still got a free PK. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> from that, I don't know. But this is what I'm thinking. If they. <laughs> If Pifique wins and we win against Portimonense, let's not forget that we need to win against Portimonense. It would be yeah. hilarious, though. I would love to see it. It yeah. would put a pressure on them, and they would be low-key freaking out, you know? My, my question would... to you guys is the following. Is Portimonense going to open their legs like, like they opened to Port? They have more oh, of a reason to now because they're safe and they're, they're not they're fighting safe. for anything. Yeah, they <laughs> they, they shoot, but they won't. They won't because, yeah, so it, it's... Uh, it, 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 it makes you fully understand how corrupt the, the Portuguese league is. I think we'll win, though, against Portimonense. Like, they're not yeah, playing of course. shit. They, could, they yeah. could have their best team. We still have enough quality yeah. to beat them. My question now to you guys. Do you think, let's say, if you can win, if we win, and uh, the, the the champion of Portugal will be decided in the first round, on, on the last round, uh, which is will be 34, round 34, do you think either Sporting... Oporto will try to somewhat, somehow motivate Estoril in some kind of form. Bro, you, Andre you, Franco, you, let me, you heard it, about it, uh, Nacional players getting a briefcase of money mm -hmm. before they played against Benfica in the second Usaka to last Zou, match week of 20, 2015 16. Yeah, I'm sure Estoril players would be getting briefcases to lose the fucking game or to win the game. <laughs> Or to no, win. No, they would be more likely to get the briefcases to lose. But we could try. Maybe, well, yeah. It's easier to throw it than it is to play the game of your life. Oh, no, definitely, of course. <laughs> but I could see it going both ways. I mean, Estoril are some former sporting players, Jalzinho and uh, Chico Geralds. You know, yeah. They might have a little extra, yeah, I'm, I'm extra not, incentive. Now, I'm not saying this would be from from the, the, the club administrators. It could be a, a strong sympathizer with money. Should we start a GoFundMe? <laughs> yeah, our Caesar, what was the guy's name? Caesar Boaventura, right? Or like our sketchy intermediary agent guy. Do we have one? We have one, but he's not He's not like a low-key guy, though. Who? George Menz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, this kind of pretty much sums it up. Like, if we win, if Benfica win, you know, very small chance. If Porto get the point, they celebrate in Benfica Stadium. Personally, I hate them both equally. It doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, 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 would, I would love to for Benfica to win just just because to delay one more week, first of all. Yeah. And, and uh, believe it or not, the Porto players will be, will be shaking their boots. You know, they'll be like, oh, shit, we only have two points. So yeah, we, you know, yeah. All they need is a draw, though. All they would need is a draw, right? Yeah. Estoril is not an easy team. They could pull it off. At the what would Estoril even be playing for? Nothing, though, right? Uh, well, for, for for tenth, for eighth. <laughs> for money. <laughs> eighth. 
For it, one? Yeah, they, they yeah, get they, would they get to seventh. Briefcase. They can get to seventh. True. Is that conference league? No, yeah. it's five and six. Uh, four and five. Sorry. It's four and five. Yeah. yeah. Even if Porto wins the uh, Tasso Portugal. Yeah, they're fucked. They need a briefcase as an incentive. Truly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, Chris. I, I think. <laughs> I, I don't think so. Do you? If you remember the Aston Real game where they were robbed of that goal in like the the like the push in, in the back. Yeah, and I think, yeah, I think yeah. they ended up losing. Estoril going to yeah, remember is what I think. And they don't need money. They'll be like, okay, we were robbed last time. We know we can beat them. We know we can score against them. Yeah, but that's just like, going to happen again. They'll just rob them again. <laughs> yeah. If it's close Maybe. enough. Sam, I get it, though. You're the you're the most, you're the youngest. You're also the most innocent. So I secretly I believe that like 1% too, but it just feels impossible. Yeah. Usually I'm, I'm the it negative is- one. We'd like to go to Martin yeah, everyone. True. But like now I'm being being positive and you guys are I don't know why. Me. You're you're positive for the wrong things. Boys, let me tell you, this game is ending one one this weekend. That's enough. Yeah. Porto's champion this weekend. I'm telling you now. Uh, I, I, listen, yeah. uh, listen. It, it could be, but if if I am Bayfikista, I wouldn't want that. Of course not. I'm not saying they were gonna want it. I'm saying what's gonna happen. Porto's going to go there to play for a draw. They're not going there to play for a win. Rui Costa was kind of saying he's not going to turn off the lights, not going to put the uh, the warning system on, on. You know, he was kind of saying... He probably should, though. He, he knows what's about to happen. <laughs> no, I think I think that's uh, how you should behave, actually, not with oh, those bone moves. Um, I agree with Rui Costa on this one, but I don't know. That was the wrong message to send to, to your fans. Just let's accept them winning against us instead of raiding our house. Yeah, I mean, I I still believe, and I like stupidly, admittedly. All right, we'll I see agree. this weekend. We'll see you this weekend. We'll talk I again on Saturday. David, like half half of a percent. If you're a betting man, by the way, I would recommend putting like a lot of cards on Porto Benfica. That's going to be, I reckon, that's going to be at least like six, six for each. For, for six, six, what? six goals, cards. Sorry. Oh, cards. Yeah, gotcha. Because yeah. if if Porto are losing, especially at any point in the game, they're gonna get like sort of loads. Yeah. If Benfica plays the same way <laughs> Liverpool, I think they'll have a chance. Even the way they're playing, resident us, gambler here. Let me see what the odds are. Benfica is at plus two hundred, so a hundred bucks would win you two hundred dollars. A draw is at plus 250. Porto's at plus 130. So Porto's favorite for this game. If I'm a betting man, not plus 250 and not plus 200 are looking nice right now, actually. <laughs> so, boys, I might put money down and I'll let you guys know what happens. But I'm telling you now, Porto are winning the league this, it, it, this weekend. This I mean, weekend. I thought I don't that see for a lot. Happening. I thought it for a couple weeks, but that is true playing... too. It's probably just delaying the inevitable, but it has made it interesting, you know. Yeah, if, but yeah. I would love to delay one more week. That's it, because these portistas, bro, they so they're so arrogant, and I, I just I'm starting to hate them more than Benficistas, and I didn't think that would be possible. So, yo, listen, listen. Quick question though, because let's say the <laughs> inev- let's say the crazy happens. And uh, yeah, Forza, Craga Befica. Let's say the crazy happens. <laughs> Let's say the crazy happens and we tie on 85 points. Port- uh, Sporting goes ahead. 
Because yeah, we've yeah. got we scored yeah. more goals at their stadium than they scored at ours. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's oh, the tiebreaker. Okay. We got the upper hand. Okay. Okay. So I'm telling you, if if Benfica wins, we win against Portimonense, and then we still have to win against Santa Clara. Let's not forget that, because we lost against them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then by some reason, if Studil wins at the Dragão, holy shit, man, I'm gonna be going to to down the, to Lisbon that weekend. Yeah. Me too. I'll see you there, buddy. It would be inc- incredibly sporting of us if oh, if if Estoril. <laughs> Beat Porto, or and we lose to Santa Clara. It, it would just be ah! so so sporting of us. But like, you know, it's a new era of sporting. You know? Definitely going to win the league back to back. Is what I'm saying. But that's where we lost the championship was against Santa Clara in the Suits mm-hmm. and at home against Braga. Yeah, like the I big... said last time, like if if we win our next two games, we're on eighty five points as well. So like that is exactly the same we got last year when we won the title. Yeah, we could have lost against Benfica. That was not the game that uh, that put us away. It was really Santa Clara and Braga because yeah, you know, we were fucked before. Yeah, that. But that imagine if we won the Benfica game though, it'd be so much yeah. better. Yeah. Right now, be... mm-hmm. it'd only be yeah. three points, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like in a way, it's sort of better to lose to a team like Benfica, who obviously still a big club and uh, good, got good players. The Santa Clara lost one hurts, especially at the time. They weren't in like ninth. They were near bottom of the table when we lost. Same with Braga. I know they're a good team. They beat Porto, but that was a game where we lost we it, really. It. It, it wasn't like yeah. they they beat us. We we lost that. And the Santa Clara even, one is, is worse for me. Even the Maritimo draw fucked us. The Maritimo draw was huge. We had four draws against Family Cowan as well. Yeah. Maritimo, yeah. But... Yeah. Uh, I mean, eh. but we didn't. Boys, have... I got sorry, um, sorry. PKs go. for Porto. Someone, someone did a tally. Apparently, we've we got, have more than we've, them. We've got more than them, especially they, from last game as oh, well. Oh, twenty-seven. We have twenty-five. Something like that. No, it's like eleven and ten. I think. Yeah. Is it? I can I mean, see you now. That I'm pretty sure. Self, you should have gotten a, a uh, the golden medal and. For diving, it's diving, right? Yeah, boys. I actually have a a, a question from a uh, a uh, resident favorite portista. Who, if I hope he's still listening to us after we just bashed Porto for the last uh, <laughs> twenty minutes, because he messaged me a while ago. Uh, he asks what our goalkeeping situation would be next season. So Dan is getting up there in age, and we don't really have a proper backup. Yeah, I actually read if Everton get relegated, they're more likely to be willing to negotiate Virginia down. So I feel like Virginia may, might end up staying, and yeah. Dan's probably going to stay. So one more year of it. Is now. that good enough for our? I, I don't know about you guys, but Dan has. Uh, uh, he's barely good enough. Uh, he's been a little shakier this year than last year, but I think he's probably I disagree. Still good enough for one more year. I think he was much more shaky last year. Do you remember some of the goals we conceded with like him trying to dribble out of the, the defence and like getting tackled and like yeah, I think I he had a lot more friendlies last man. year as well. I think that was only the one though, because didn't he have like a twenty run like um not conceding a goal streak or something ridiculous like that? Like twenty four games without conceding a goal? Yeah, but like I'm saying, we've conceded the same amount of goals as last year as well. 21, I believe. I think last year was even higher than that. So it's not that much of a of a difference. And like I mean, obviously, like conceded five against City and Ajax, like obviously not not great. But 
I, I like it, Dan. I, I still think he's good enough. Yeah, me too. I think he's still good enough. And uh, one more season. I heard the same thing. I think Sporting is trying to negotiate with Everton to keep Virginia. They they really like how he applies himself in practice, and and uh, I I don't think he's that bad. I think Virginia is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, just to your question about the penalties, by the way, Steph. So there's a top top two uh, joint first uh, with 11 penalties given is Sporting and Guimaraes. And then in third, uh, sorry, in second, really, Porto with nine. So we've got two more penalties given than, than they have. Okay. This is when you bite the bullet. <laughs> We're the like, penalty boys now. We're the penalty yeah. boys. I feel like ours are a lot more legit than than theirs are. I will say for the most Especially part. Starting. But our 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 last one was fucking. We've got a lot of PKs in the last like month. Yeah, yeah we we got a lot of PKs, but it was it was like scores of three one four one or three nothing. Portugal got PKs when they won they one nothing. It. When they really I feel need... like yeah yeah we've had a lot of we've had like I think it was six PKs in the last like month or something six weeks something like that. We've had we had have had a bunch recently, but yeah, the game like I don't think that they changed the course of, of the games really any of them. Um, yeah, maybe there was that one game where we got a PK in the first half. I remember we kind of shit house. We didn't really have any other chances, and we got a PK. We we're up one nothing at half. We ended up winning two nothing. Um, maybe that one was really the only one where maybe maybe we we were kind of fortunate to have gotten a, like a free goal. You could say you know. I think, and I think it was from year. the Paulinho dive, maybe even that. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I think for I think for next year, what we need to do to get rid of all the controversy in the Portuguese league is uh, take out penalty kicks in general and bring back <laughs> the MLS penalty shootout where they're running from like yeah. half. Yeah, but you I only have like solve... eight seconds to score. Exactly. That would solve so much in the Portuguese league. Now, the Portuguese league, the, there's only one way to solve it. If it's um, instead of having the APAF, you will know what APAF stands for. The Association for the Referees. Yeah. It The, the Association for Re- Referees should be uh, under the umbrella of the European community. So, in this case, the UEFA. And then uh, they, they should have uh, referee teams from France going to Portugal, the Portuguese teams going to Spain, and vice versa. And that's how it should be. And I vice bet versa, you yeah. it would be much better. Um, so I have no trust. Uh, our Portuguese referees are good, but they know our league too well. They know the culture too well. And I think that's, instead of being a plus, it's a negative. And because when they, 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 uh, they referee the uh, Champions League or Liga League Europa and Conference League. They do pretty good, so we would only benefit if they if the uh, European Union took over and made a big association and made the the, the referees travel all over the, uh, the 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 European leagues or at least the, the top five or six or seven. Kind of being selfish because we we in the sixth uh, ranked number six. <laughs> Feyenoord made the final, so more points for them. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I know. It was, uh, it was Roma. Yeah. Uh, Chris, I don't know if you have any loose ends and modalities to go over. I think we honestly covered all of the loose ends that I had over the course of the pod, um, really. The big um, game. It's the, and modalities is pretty short and sweet. 
Gervonta came back, basketball one by one against Porto. B team lost 2 1, uh, Oliveira Hospital. Handball uh, beat San Juan's 38-24. Futsal, we beat ACCS in the semi and then lost to Barcelona in the final. Ladies beat Vila Verdin 7-0. Big game at the lose this weekend. Must win for the ladies. Tie. A tie is Benfica is champion. So we need to win. And even then, it still might be Benfica is champion because we're down six points. But we need to cut it in half at the very least. So, And they're playing at the lose. Um, so... Let's go, ladies. And then hockey beat Benfica 4-2. Nice. I mean, I'm pretty sure that wraps up unless any of you guys got anything to add. Yeah, the only thing in uh, in handball, there's a big game against Porto. If we win, we basically uh, most likely will be champions because all the other games left, I think it'll be a couple more, will be against easy teams. So it's a big game. And it'll be a bit the uh, uh, Jean Roche Pavilion. It'll be tomorrow at one p.m. So there, there's just last last loose end is Steph. We never got your opinion on this. Uh, Ricky Van Volkswinkel to come back to Spartan. What do you think? As uh, as an, an administrator, <laughs> as a striker. No, he's too old. <laughs> He can second be, top scorer, yeah. second top scorer in the Air Divisie in the in he, the Netherlands. He can be the water boy. <laughs> there you go, Simon. <laughs> Being a second top goal scorer, fifteen goals is a bit shit as well. I'm not gonna lie. But... Oh, what about uh, uh, Tomas? Uh, what do you think? We've mentioned that already. What do you think? I think no, because it, it don't if, bring him back. I, if he didn't fit before, why would he fit now? You know, he he, he had wrong. loads of opportunities as well. Like yeah. he, it wasn't like he wasn't given anything. And he this season he scored three goals. I'm pretty sure in total, two against a, a third division side, and then the other one against a second division side. I don't remember him scoring in the league at all this season. No, he scored so. in the league. Oh yeah, he scored a couple uh, against Bullness. He scored in the league. Hold on, hold on. I would, rather, I would rather take back Sporad than Jacksmash. I also said let's bring back uh, Sporad. He scored two against Bayern Leverkusen and one against Augsburg. That's his three goals. No, I'm, I'm talking about in a league of boy. I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about Portuguese. Back. Oh, 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 oh. If oh, we had an option instead of Jack Tomas, I would take Sporad. You're right. Out of the um, Juice box bring up Pedro Mins. That's a decent shout, too. Navarro. That's what I'll... I think so too. Yeah, I'm with you. We either buy Navarro or Danny Mota. Yeah, and Danny Mota is more of a left winger anyway. I wouldn't want uh, Ricardo Orta. He's too expensive. Not at 20, a... 20 Not worth plus. It. He has this respect to Sporting so many times. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty, pretty sure that's all we have for today. So thank you, Steph, for joining us. I know it's a bit of a late one, but, but thank you as always. Uh, Thank again, everyone, for watching. Chris, Danny, as always, and my pleasure to be on with you boys. Um, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, Sporting 160EN. And until next time, peace.